God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I, I cannot imagine gathering any other way on this first anniversary of the death of the martyrs of St. Stephen's. And I'm so grateful that you all are here as we have found our lives intertwined in ways that we did not expect and we still can't comprehend. And I'm grateful for this, the Savia Hills Police Department for being here this evening and especially Officer Dillinger for being with us as you have been every Sunday for a year, um, watching over us as God so lovingly does. We pray a lot in our tradition. Beautiful prayers. People joke that the Episcopal Church can't come up with their own, so they, they make a book about it so we don't have to, um, we don't have to be um, spontaneous. <laughs> the result of that is these prayers shape our lives. Sometimes we can say words over and over again and not even realize the impact on our life except that slowly our lives turn into those prayers. The prayer for serenity over a lifetime can be a life-changing prayer. Like most years, this year has been filled with prayer. Prayers at funerals, prayers at baptisms, prayers at weddings. We've prayed in the parish hall. We've prayed with pets and loved ones and youth and children and at civic events and family gatherings. But today I'm realizing how much those prayers are becoming our reality. Words that have taken on new meaning, or at the very least, a much deeper meaning. I wonder if you found yourself in the same boat, offering some words, the same words that you always have, but hearing them differently. For example, I stood in front of a young couple right there less than two weeks ago, praying for them after they made vows and promises to love each other for a lifetime. And we prayed, make their life together a sign of Christ's love to the sinful and broken world, that unity may be overcome, may overcome estrangement, forgiveness, heal guilt, and joy, conquer despair. I've offered those words probably close to a hundred times, near and far away, but I hear those words differently today. Despair is real, and joy can conquer it through the grace of God and our hope and trust in the Lord. Or on this Sunday, when we will gather here in this nave to baptize two children, and I will ask their parents and godparents, do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? We said those words thousands of times, but they've taken new meaning. We know what evil is capable of doing, which is all the more reason to celebrate when those parents and godparents once again pledge to turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as Lord. It becomes the most important day in those children's lives and arguably in the life of our congregation. 
because we have seen the risen Christ when people fully turn their lives to the Lord and live out their faith and teach us about the power of love. Or last week at the blessing of a civil marriage, we read together the, the prayer attributed to St. Francis, where there is hatred, let us sow love, where there is injury, pardon, where there is discord, union, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. The prayer continues, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. I can't hear those words in the same light. They've taken on new meaning because three of the most beloved members of this community have taught us what it means to selflessly share their life and in the process teach us about eternal life. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, let us sow joy. What prayers, what words, what stories do you hear differently today? I hear scripture differently too. It's almost as if Jane and Sharon and Bart have taught us what it means in the eyes of the foolish they have seen to die. And they are at peace. Their hope is full of immortality. For God tested them and found them worthy of himself. Or Paul's letter to the Romans, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection and outdo one another in showing honor. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This has taken on new meaning. It was practiced by our friends, and it is continuing to be lived out by each of you. They have taught us the way to life. Or maybe this passage from Luke where Jesus is clear that the kingdom of God is lived out and how we include others, and not just the people who make us feel safe and comfortable. And we know what this means. But we are told you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. We can gather here in hope. We can gather here in light, in the joy of the resurrection, because we can affirm that God has shown a light in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Or on my bookcase, it's been there for, I think about 11 years, is this royal or celestial blue book that um, I grab whenever we have a weekday Eucharist here at St. Stephen's or with the staff. It's titled, Holy Men and Holy Women Celebrating the Sta Saints. And when you open the first few pages, there's this incredible line from hymn 238 in our hymnal. 
Blessed feasts of blessed martyrs, holy women, holy men, with affections, recollections, greet we your return again. Worthy deeds they wrought and wonders, worthy of the name they bore. With, we with meetest praise and sweetest honor them forevermore. I have a new appreciation of holy women and holy men because our lives have been changed by three of them. I hold this book differently because I now understand how one or three persons' faith can be lived out so powerfully that it changes the faith of others. Bart and Sharon and Jane did that. Their commitment to Christ, their selfless love of others, and their welcome and extension of hospitality that bore the ultimate cost has modeled for us the love of Christ, who gave himself for us a perfect sacrifice to the world. Our friends lived their lives so authentically and faithfully until the very last moment that I have no qualms claiming this with 100% certainty. They have changed our faith, how we understand it, how we see the living Christ, to see the resurrection, the hope, the love that conquers despair. They taught us that we cannot control what happens in this world, but we can be faithful. We can always choose our response. We are gathered here on this evening not to mourn the loss of our friends. We are here to commemorate, to celebrate their faith that they believed and modeled how Jesus' way of love is the way to eternal life, and to let their lives and their faith be an inspiration to our own lives. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That has been my prayer this year. We hear over and over in Scripture that the kingdom of God is near. How we respond to the brokenness of life, to sin, to evil, can make a difference in how we see the kingdom of God breaking through. Our faith in the way we see the world and the kingdom of God has been changed by the martyrs of St. Stephen's. We are learning that welcome that hospitality, that love, that forgiveness, that following Jesus Christ is the way to eternal life. Our going forward, honoring Sharon and Jane and Bart, give us a chance to model that faith. And you and I, by our faithful response to this broken and sinful world, can be witnesses too. A few hours ago, many of the survivors from that night and family members of our beloved martyrs gathered in the Memorial Labyrinth Garden. And they each took stones and they carried them to the fountain and placed them in the base. The fountain consists of three sheet fountains. 
that symbolize Jane and Sharon and Bart. And the water pours over the rocks, washing them, smoothing them over time, changing their nature and shape, just as their love and faith have changed the way we pray and the way we understand and see the world. Our lives are forever changed by their witness. And these stones will continue to be changed. If three people's love of Jesus and of all of his children could so profoundly change this community, imagine what will happen when we all share their faith and love too. For their lives, for their love, and to know that the kingdom is a little bit closer, we give thanks to God. Alleluia, alleluia.